want a free Commander 2018 edition. Preview card? You look like a show host. What? A preview card from Commander 2018 edition. Sure, what's it gonna cost us? Nothing. Like I said. Here, uh, take the card. Thanks, mister. Let me see this. Whoa, thanks! I can't wait to show the guys! Hey everybody out there at Commanderin. This is Gavin Verhey, lead designer of Commander 2018 Edition. And I just wanted to come by and say thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for loving Commander and all that you do. I'm really sorry I couldn't be on the show this week. I'm down at San Diego Comic-Con as they're recording this episode. But I hope you love the preview card. This set means so much to me and everyone else on the team. So from all of us here at Wizards, from me and the team, Jules, Eli, Scott Larrabee, all the creative members, Kelly Diggs, Allison Lures, James Wyatt, and to all the fans who gave us feedback to make this possible, from the Commander's Rules Committee to reading pages of Reddit feedback to all the tweets to all the Facebook posts, this set really is for you. There's stuff in here that is unbelievable that frankly I'm amazed we managed the print so thank you so much check it out enjoy the episode I'm Phil DeLuca <laughs> I'm you <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness it's already started Shivam it's a preview day we're hopping and we are commander in Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You know what, Shivam? We put a spotlight on community issues, but never ever talk about three banned topics, two of which are among your favorites. Religion, politics, and Hearthstone. And Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. A lot of folks ask how they can help the show, and so what we like to say is don't forget to visit us on YouTube to comment, rate, and subscribe. And play us to the very end of the video. That actually matters. This episode is a very special episode. We've talked about it. This will have a video on the YouTubes. Also, positive reviews wherever you get your podcast. Get us in front of more people. And that means more people join the Commander and Community. And that's what we love. You should also tell a friend about us. You know what it's like when you're like, no, really, you should watch this show or listen to this show. That's a lot better than just kind of randomly sending them a link, but that helps too. Tell all your friends about us. Get them to listen to the show because that increases the commander and community as well. Yep. If you really want to show your support of the show, you can visit one of two places or both places, really. We're not stopping you. The first we recommend is patreon.com slash commander at MTG. You can donate a buck a show and that helps tremendously. My goodness. You can even restrict it so that you only donate a buck a month. And if everybody did that, Shivam, you and I would be doing this full time. That would be a real neat trick. <laughs> let me tell you. Wouldn't it? Honestly, though, we are entirely listener supported and we are deeply grateful to all of you. Yes. The second way you can support us financially is by going to our PayPal link and using PayPal to donate to us. That's actually a lot better for us than Patreon, but Patreon is more widely known. And more consistent, really. Yeah, although our link is to a subscription if you wanted to. Oh, neat. Yeah. You can go to commanderandmtg.com slash donations, and the link will be right there. 
Now, speaking of donations, Shivam, this episode we're going to call out our patrons and we're going to list our top contributors, but we want everybody to know that they should continue listening because this is a Commander 2018 preview card episode. Yes. This, of course, is the enchantment deck day that we're releasing this oh you guys are in for a treat oh you're in for a real treat this is one of the most requested you bet it is generals i think we've had and it covers well you know we'll talk about that in just a minute yes every week we call out three of our patrons and thank them for all that they've done to help us put this show on the air but this time around we have decided to call out our top contributors overall and thank all of them and because of these people, we can do this week in and week out. That's and right. because of all of your support, Wizards gives us these preview cards to share with everybody. That's really, really cool. And we love doing this, and we're super grateful. And we put out a call asking all of our patrons to change their display names if they wanted to on Patreon <laughs> so that I could have something funny to read. And seriously, some of these are pretty silly. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's pretty great. So uh, without further ado, our top contributors, uh, the first one, Frightfully despondent, yet fighting the good fight nonetheless. <laughs> that is actually great, and I fully approve of this yep. from our dear friend Andy Bentley. And then there's David Mitchell and Dan Krauss, two dear friends of the show. Yep, and we talked to them quite a bit. They were both guests? Yes, they were. They were both guests, and we talked to them in our Facebook chat group. Another person we talked to all the time, more people, I should say, Henry Stukenborg, Elder Demon Highlander. Hi, Gerald. <laughs> And Matt Hoffman. And then there's Russell Lee, Robin Koss, and Marcus Ogier, who's got the most Wheel of Time name I've ever seen. <laughs> Sandro Hodel, a.k.a. DeBobby, Cameron Fowler, and Electro Josh. <laughs> and then there's Akira Thompson, Jesse Durant, and Henry Birch. And thank you, Alexander K., Trevor Lindo, and Justice. And finally... <laughs> <laughs> Shaven Wookiee. <laughs> Th- thank you, and I hope it grows back soon. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, folks. This is this is wonderful. Every month we will read this out, and of course the contents may change, and certainly all of you folks who are listening should go up, change your name on Patreon, and then we'll have more to laugh about. So Shivam, we did get a lot of entries for our patron contest and so as you know we're sorting through the submissions right now and we will select two lucky patrons to participate in our next game show show so listeners you should be sending bribes to these people (laughs) it's me and shivam and andy bentley whose nom de guerre if you will is (laughs) mr big bents one last thing i want to extend thanks to Adam Staborski, a.k.a. The Stibs, he really helped out. We didn't talk in detail about GP Las Vegas yet on this show, and I really want to thank Adam because he helped me find some of the last cards, and there were actually a couple of dozen cards that I couldn't find, for my victorious Jank Traxa deck that the CCO podcast more or less hosted. The two winners of that, did we tell did we tell you that, Shivam? The two winners of that were Ryan from the CCO podcast, where he backstabbed Andy from the Commander's Brew podcast. The nicest guy on the planet, and he backstabbed him. God, I wish you guys had taped this or something. Like, all the great Commander shows just attacking each other with a tractor? How, <laughs> how fun is that? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then at my table, Ryan Green from the Brothers War podcast... 
he and I partnered up and we kind of sat there and we played my jank Traxa deck. He had an actual Traxa deck and he didn't want to bring it out. And we successfully negotiated through the harsh white waters, if you will, the harsh rapids of five janky Atraxa decks. Actually, it was four and one ringer. I was a fan of a couple of the shows who came up. She played with her partner and it was a real Atraxa deck and they had to in mid game figure out how to like back off and make it easier on us. <laughs> it was too late. All of us targeted her. And of course, these are janky decks for the most part. One was an Enchantress deck. It was great. God, who makes an Enchantress deck? Yeah, right. That was uh, Kyle from the Legendary Creatures podcast. But we negotiated through, we defeated all of them fair and square. I used the only victory condition really was to play Icarats. You know, I played an Infect card, but that gives everybody a poison token. And then the way I won was simply to have more Atraxas in play than anybody else. And denial of Atraxas and all sorts of Atraxa-related hijinks at that point, because <laughs> I had control magics and all the different ways to steal. Oh my god, what would happen if you put Helm of the Host on Atraxa? Oh, I can tell you what happens, Shivam. It becomes <laughs> terrible. Oh god. <laughs> I had Helm of the Host on her. I had the only tutor I had really was uh, Planar Portal. So the first time I used it, I, I paid eight mana altogether for a um, a forest. And then that allowed me to cast a Traxa, at which point that I tutored for Helm of the Host, attached it to a Traxa, and it became a Malthusian problem almost with a Traxa, because even though it was a linear increase and not a geometric, they had to cull my Atraxas. My head is starting to hurt, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I call them Atraxes, right? Multiple Atraxes. <laughs> That's not right. But it was awesome. And I out-proliferated their poison counters compared to what they were doing to me. And it was glorious. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So thank you, Adam Staborski, because without you and without TCG Player Direct, basically, we wouldn't have been able to do that. And we carried the victory. And oh, and one more thing. This was designed while playing EDH at my workplace with my workplace meta. And it was Ricardo and Reina and D Haas who was on this show, and also John Lee and Jim Vanden Bogart. It was awesome. That's mean. Yeah, and Ricardo was there to see it. When we pulled out the victory, he looked at me, he goes, Did we win? <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, Ricardo. It was crazy. So, listeners, you'll hear us thank Adam Staborski a couple more times in the future because he just did such a wonderful solid, and he might be around these parts sometime soon. That would be fun. Yeah. He's a good guy. Shivam, it's about time. We talked about our wonderful and free preview card given to us by Wizards of the Coast at absolutely no charge, as listeners are no doubt familiar because they heard the... Thanks, mister. In the very beginning. <laughs> you know, I'm just calling that thanks, mister now. I love it. It makes you <laughs> laugh every single time. It does. It's very funny. <laughs> and uh, this time, thanks, Gavin, for coming in and reprising your role, even though it's a totally new set name and we're just splicing it in. It's crazy. Before we go into um, talking about our Enchantress-fueled dreams. <laughs> oh, and this has a very special place in my heart because I have Karametra Enchantress. Let's just say that this is definitely one of the most requested legends I think I've ever seen in the community every time yeah. I've been looking. It's one that has been at the top of basically every list, and it has a secret second function. So, Shivam, as you know, this is the Commander 2018 preview card. 
Commander 2018 releases on August 10th, 2018. It has 400 cards in it, and I don't know, they didn't list how many new cards this time around. I know that there's at least one new card, though. Usually it's like 55 new cards, so maybe it's only 44. Yeah, it's a good, at least, let's say a third of the deck is new cards. Yep. A bunch of foils as well. All of the face cards, as they're known, the commanders, are premium, so they're foiled. A retail price of $39.99. Other countries have different prices, so check with your local game store. And besides, local game stores might be offering discounts. So go to your LGS and pick these up. And the design lead for this set is our friend and friend of the show, Gavin Verhey. But Shivam, have we teased our listeners enough? I do think it has been quite enough, Phil. Mm -hmm. Let us get to this incredible incredible card well because you are the most excitable among us why don't you read this card oh i am super stoked okay so our card is tuvasa the sunlit it costs one green one white and one blue for the full bent just three mana for this and it's a legendary creature merfolk shaman (laughs) yes my friends yes joshua snope this is the (laughs) bent merfolk that you asked about it really is. is All of us who have been waiting for a long time to be able to play a Bant Merfolk, here we go. It's not my Bant Jedit, but it's the next best thing. However, that's not what we're here for. We're here for the body text, which says, Tuvasa the Sunlit gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control. When you cast your first enchantment spell each turn, draw a card. My people have always been here, and here we shall remain. Nice. Tuvasa the Sunlit is a 1-1. So yes, my friends, here she is, the enchantress we have all been waiting for, a full bent legendary Enchantment Matters monster. Yep. This is going to be bonkers. Yep. So not quite a full enchantress because she only draws on the first enchantment spell each turn. Yeah, well, that would be super busted. <laughs> right? It really would. I mean, this card's already got a lot of potential to get broken half yeah but hey man enchantress legend we've been asking forever here we go now that one one you think wow she's really frail until you remember she gets plus one plus one for each enchantment you control so like all enchantresses you're encouraged to play enchantments as much as possible can't imagine why you'd want to do that (laughs) (laughs) right so Tuvasa has like two cards pretty much or two card effects stapled together and the first one which is that plus one plus one for each enchantment you control is very similar to the Yavamaya Enchantress which for two and a green you get a two two but she gets plus one plus one for each enchantment on the battlefield. Now most of the time when you're playing this most of the enchantments come from your own battlefield. Hmm. We'll get to that won't we? But it's also similar to Helm of the Gods, right? Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control. Identical. Well, identical except for the equipment. And then Ethereal Armor, which enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control and has first strike. I love that card. Yeah, isn't it great? It's so good. Especially in an Enchantress deck. I play it in Karametra. Man, I played against your Karametra once when I think we first met, <sighs> and, th- and that deck wrecked me. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it looks with uh, Tuvasa in charge. It's not a deck I bring out very often because it's so... Monolithic? Let's say it triggers everyone. Well, mostly me. Because every time you cast an enchantment, there's like one or more triggers off of it because of all the enchantment creatures. 
but we'll see how it works now because with this one with Tuvasa it's not quite as abusive as Karametra. So the other card that of course is stapled on more or less is similar to all of the enchantresses for which the enchantress archetype is named. It's Argothian Enchantress, which not only has Shroud, it's whenever you cast an enchantment spell draw a card. Verduran Enchantress was the first of those whenever you cast an enchantment spell. Mesa Enchantress is the white version of that. Eidolon of Blossoms only cares when enchantments enter the battlefield. Cards that generate enchantment tokens, those are welcome in this deck. Everyone, come, come. And then there's an enchantment called Enchantress's Presence that does this. And if you have an enchantress out already, such as with Tuvasa, the hijinks just become ridiculous. It's almost like enchantress has meaning in magic. Yeah, almost. But then there's an enchanter, the, the new satyr enchanter from Corset 2019. Which, by the way... Everybody who was wondering why that card was in Magic 2019, seemingly unsupported, <laughs> you guys should all remember that Wizard of the Coast does this really neat trick with all of their standard sets, and that's they predict what the commander sets are going to be, because they try to make sure that you can use cards from your standard block sets in your new commander decks. Yeah. So Seder Enchanter literally set up to Vasa the Sunlit. The same way that the white vampires in Ixalan set up that vampire deck last year. Yep. It's super cool when you start to see these patterns. I love it. Yeah, it really is. And you only see these patterns over multiple years of playing Magic, and it's it's really sweet. There's a similar card that I did not put in my Karametra deck and probably should have. I have a couple of copies. It's the Femoref Enchantress. Whenever an enchantment is put into any graveyard from play draw a card <laughs> so it's kind of like a death enchantress from graveyard yeah oh that's cool yeah so you put an enchantment into the yard or uh somebody board wipes all your enchantment creatures yeah it's like a defense against tranquility or in karametra i actually run tranquility <laughs> and calming verse <laughs> because i have ways to get these enchantments back and so it's an enchantment board wipe that doesn't affect me <laughs> oh god so for folks who want to see the karametra deck go on up to deckstats.net slash commander and mtg click on phil's folder and karametra is like the fourth or fifth deck in there now shivam you mentioned jonathan swope made a tweet that was particularly prophetic didn't you oh yeah um Today, on day of recording, before we started, I was just idly going through my Twitter feed, and I saw a notice, a notification from the token otaku, uh, Joshua Swope, who is a, a good guy and a friend of the show. And he said, man, I asked Electrotel to tell Gavin Verhey about a bent merfolk. That was uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty on the nose there, my friend, especially since it was in answering a, another tweet that somebody said, I fear we will not get any Bant Murpho commander again. I, I had to bite my tongue real hard there, my yeah. friends, because this is a sick Bant Murpho commander, let me tell you. Well, let us allay those fears, because Bant has been served very well by Gavin Verhey and his design team. Oh yeah, this is definitely the Bant Merfolk we've been waiting for. Super stoked about this. All right, let's talk about some cards. So for a Bant Chantress deck, ta-da, you want to cast all of the enchantment creatures you can. And of course, among the best enchantment creatures are Karametra, God of Harvest, my, my sweet, sweet commander on my Enchantress deck right now. 
Crufix God of Horizons because now you have access to blue. It's oh, it's so glorious. Oh, I love Crufix. And then Ephara, God of the Polis. Ephara is kind of a, a strange one, but you can think of it at the very worst as a 6-5 indestructible creature when she turns on. And in the meantime, you get to draw a card when you cast a creature. Huh. <laughs> when would you do that? Not necessarily when you cast a creature, but in like the turn after you cast a creature, you draw a card. There are several flashy enchantment cards. And we won't go into all of the cards I'm going to recommend and play in my own deck, but I'm sure they'll be among them. So Ephara will get us extra cards over time. Karametra, of course, is getting us extra cards in the form of putting lands, planes of forest, directly into play. And Krufix allows you to just store mana and have an unlimited hand size. My god. Or my gods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have, like, all the gods in here. Yeah. And then, of course, Heliod, god of the sun pay four mana and you get a two white cleric enchantment creature token so if you have any of the constellation cards in play and those are of course in here then you get a card off of that so four mana gets you two white creature not a big deal plus a card not too bad thassa god of the sea because blue blue thassa oh it's amazing oh i'm so excited so Shivam, not every enchantment or even enchantment creature is a god. With enough enchantments, it's going to be real easy to turn them into indestructible creatures. But if remember, listeners, that's when they become vulnerable to creature exile like swords and path to exile. Well, some of the other enchantment-related creatures are fantastic. Even though it doesn't trigger your enchantresses because they look for enchantments, Rune Tail Kitsune Ascendant for two and a white is always welcome. When you have 30 or more life, you flip it and then your creatures, it becomes an enchantment, a legendary enchantment specifically, and your creatures don't take damage anymore. Vent all damage that we dealt to creatures you control. <laughs> <laughs> that is not very nice at all. <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. I have that in Karametra, of course, because, you know, why should you lose any enchantments at that point due to combat damage? Whitewater Naiads, kind of expensive, but it has constellation, and it says whenever uh, Whitewater Naiads or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, target creature can't be blocked this turn. Oh, that's a 2.0. Yeah. And of course, you don't have to pay mana for it because you're just casting enchantments anyway to get your card draw engine going. And it works with uh, Heliod tokens because it just says enters, not cast. That's right. This is getting filthy, Phil. I was going to say, the word is dirty. <laughs> so with Karametra, the triggers become insane. And this one's going to be even worse because now we have access to blue. Skybind, which is great. You exile something. You basically blink it. So it, it gets exiled and it returns at the next end step. That card is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Whenever an enchantment or it enters the battlefield. And it is an enchantment, so you cast that just like the Whitewater Naiads, and you draw cards off your Enchantresses or Tuvasa if it's the first one. Hijinks ensue. This is like the Theros block deck that I've always wanted to build. Right? And it comes from an Ixalan Merfolk. The backstory of which, by the way, is it's a Merfolk that dabbled in white magic. <laughs> That's about it. You know, we'll take it. Yeah, it's we'll okay. take it. We needed a bent merfolk. We needed an Enchantress. I will take a bent Enchantress. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I just want our listeners to know this is filthy. When every time you cast an enchantment, Tuvasa gets plus one, plus one. And in fact, if you look at Heliod, four mana for a two, one enchantment token, well, you might draw a card off of it. Tuvasa gets plus one, plus one. And so for four mana, you're making your commander even stronger, which means commander damage might become a thing, <laughs> right? Whitewater Naiads means Tuvasa becomes unblockable. 
Thassa can make Tuvasa unblockable. Hey, you know what else is an enchantment that could go with that? <laughs> Heartbeat of Spring to let you do that twice? Oh, yes. Anointed Procession? Oh. Doubling season? This is getting dumb. Yeah. This is right up my alley. This is everything I've wanted. Phil, I need to tell you, I've wanted to make a full-on Enchanter's deck since, like, I don't know, the first Duels of the Planeswalkers came out. Where oh, you man. play with Aura Narlids and all that. And I'm so excited for this. It's not even funny. <laughs> Blessed Spirits. The saddest card in Magic. Saddest card in Magic. But whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Blessed Spirits. Oh, no. And it has flying, and so that becomes a win con. Celestial Ancient starts out a little bit tougher and is maybe a little overcosted compared to Blessed Spirits. But whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a one, one on each creature you control. I love Celestial Ancient. I was able to, I was teaching a friend of mine to play Magic, and after we finished with M19 intro decks, we used the uh, Plane Chase deck that I just happened to have in my bag. Oh, yeah. And one of them was the Enchantment deck. And Celestial Ancient does work. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm fully expecting we're going to see a lot more of these guys. Yes. Then the sort of cherry on top of this Enchantment Sunday is the Ancestral Mask two and a green enchantment enchanted creature gets plus two plus two for each other enchantment on the battlefield <laughs> oh if my you god wanted... you know what i just realized what? you can play enchantment boggles in uh edh now with tuvasa ah, 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 yes you can because you could do all of the crazy banned enchantment tricks this is gonna be <laughs> dumb oh my god this is gonna be so much fun then kind of rounding it out and listeners there are many, many more cards in an Enchantress deck than these, but now with access to blue, all of a sudden a bunch become more relevant. Uh, so Aura of Silence is a pretty good one. Artifact and enchantment spells your opponent's cast cost two more to cast, and you can sacrifice it to destroy target artifact or enchantment. That's a great enchantment. Draws your card, remember. Aura Thief, you control all enchantments when Aura Thief dies. How better to express that you control all the enchantments than by controlling all the enchantments. That is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? It's really, really... Oh, it's so cheaty. In addition to actually controlling all the enchantments to establish control, you know the, you know the quote from the Dune series, right? He who can destroy a thing controls a thing. And so I have Calming Verse and the other Destroy All Enchantments <laughs> cards. Like uh, Tranquility. Yeah, like Tranquility, right? And so I have a couple of those. But this one, Calming Verse, is great because it says, Destroy All Enchantments you don't control. Then if you control an untapped land, destroy all enchantments you control. So if you do this right, you can make it a one-sided board wipe. But then with other cards like Open the Vaults and Replenish, you can bring those enchantments back. Oh my god. Yeah, it's dirty. It's dirty, dude. <laughs> and remember, since you're destroying enchantments, you're not destroying your gods. Oh, because they're all indestructible. Or Tuvasa. Oh. Oh, this is good. That is not good at all, but it is <laughs> really, really good. Yeah, I rarely have to pull that uh, plug in uh, in Karametra, but every once in a while, somebody gets out of control, and you just have to destroy everything and then return them. Oh, this is so filthy. <laughs> <laughs> and remember folks every enchantment you control also means your oblivion rings yes it does in fact most of the removal in karametra right now is enchantment based like cast out o-ring even pacifism i think is in there it might have been in an earlier version 
Now, Shivam, you're taking this in a slightly, you're still going enchantment focus, but you're taking it in a slightly different direction. What is that direction? Yeah, so one of the things is, one of my favorite things in all of Magic is uh, playing auras on top of creatures. Now, one of the first things you learn is that putting auras on creatures is one of the worst things you can do because that is instant card disadvantage, right? They bounce your thing, they kill your thing, your aura dies. But I am known for playing basically subpar decks, so I don't care. I am <laughs> so excited to be playing a Bant Auras deck and because my other Bant Auras deck used to be Rafik. Now, let me tell you what happens if you play a Rafik. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. You lose before you get to play any Auras. Yeah. Tuvasa is going to let me actually do this without worrying about losing all my things, and I'm so excited about that. So the four cards that I'm most excited about... Before you launch into that, I want to tell our listeners, there is no more fun to be had playing Magic than playing against Shivam when he's playing one of his decks that just makes him happy. <laughs> and most of what he plays are decks that make him happy, and some of them are really, really effective, like Hapatra, for example. Oh yeah, my Hapatra deck is great, but it's yeah. just so much fun. But listeners, if you get a chance to meet us at a GP, and in fact, Shivam's going to be at the GPLA, I think. Yes, sir. You'll see exactly what I mean. Yeah, like, you're never going to lose against me, but by God, I'm going to have a good time anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your Hypatra deck is pretty severe. Oh, no, that 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 definitely does win a couple of games. My Soldier <laughs> deck, never. But it doesn't matter. It's still my favorite deck. Yeah. But, so, with Tuvasa, here's the cards that I've been, like, super excited to pull out of my binder to finally use. So, obviously, like I mentioned earlier... Aura Narlid, the uh, card from Rise of the Eldrazi, which was a creatures with power less than Aura Narlid's power can't block it, but it gets a plus one plus one for each aura on the battlefield. So him and Tuvasa can get together and just start hammering at people and using uh, Thassa's unblockability, go to town. And then the card that just came out in M19 mm -hmm. that I'm super stoked about uh, Druid of Horns, which is when you cast an aura on this guy, you get a 3 3 beast token. Now, <laughs> I love tokens. And I love auras. So being able to put auras in this guy, you put one on him, your, all of your aura dudes get plus one, plus one. You draw a whole group of cards and you get a free creature token. This is everything I want in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, isn't it? And he's got some kind of magical horns. Look at that. Yeah, it's like, it looked like a Selesnya symbol of some kind, which is fitting. <laughs> and then, of course, the card that I totally forgot about until I was looking at that other oh, uh, yeah. Plane Chase deck, Kron the Dawnclad which is six mana of three and three, which is great for uh, paying devotion cost. But this dude, six, six flying vigilance, whenever Quran attacks, if it's enchanted exile target permanent, that Boom. is absurd. Especially yeah, in a really deck is. with auras where you guys are getting so much benefit off of all of these other enchantments, starting to just like zap things into exile, no less, is incredible. This yeah, is an is. incredibly powerful card that nobody's had a reason to play, and I think it suddenly found its spot in the sunlight. Because it's great. You put that little life-linking bestow enchantment on it, and now it's enchanted, and so it triggers. And, and you're getting <laughs> six life, and it's already flying and vigilant, and you just start punching people in the face? Yes, I'll take it. Yeah, you <laughs> actually get seven life because oh, plus uh, Kron one, plus gets one. plus one plus one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. This card is so good, Yeah, and this is finally the perfect home, and it's even in the right colors. Now, the downside to running auras, though, is when your creature dies, the auras go in the graveyard. Yeah, that is really bad beats, but you know what adding blue to an enchantress deck lets you do, <laughs> Phil? <laughs> adding blue lets you summon the forgotten angel, Bruna, mm. the Light of Alabaster, who is three, two, white, and a blue for a legendary angel flying vigilance, right? 
whenever Bruna Light of Alabaster attacks or blocks, you may attach to it any number of auras on the battlefield. And you may put onto the battlefield attached to it any number of aura cards that could enchant it from your graveyard or hand. <laughs> Go ahead and tranquility, buddy. All of that stuff is coming right back. Whatever it attacks. Whenever it attacks. Yeah, it's pretty gross. This is it, messed up. Listeners, if you have never played against a finely tuned Bruna deck, it's filthy. It's absolutely <laughs> this filthy. This is going to be so good. And <laughs> and so now Shivam has access to green. Oh my so, God. I'm so excited right now, Phil. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Rancor is really, really good. I love Rancor. That's one of the great Rancor, yeah. Eldrazi Conscription, all Oaken Form. I don't know, whatever Blanchwood Armor. Pick your jankiest auras. They're all coming in. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm psyched. I, I immediately want to build this deck and play with it. You know what I'm going to put in this deck? I'm going to put the original card that I, one of the first cards I ever got. What? Flight. <laughs> no, you're not. Okay, I won't. But I really want to. But I, I will stop myself. But I'm going to think very heavily about it. Invisibility, though. Oh, invisibility. Yeah. That would be dumb. See? <laughs> It would God, be I love auras. Tuvasa is going to be great. I'm so excited. Thank you, Watsi, for giving us this card. We've just been like frothing about this for days yeah. now. So, listeners, if you have any suggestions for us, you know what? We can practically hear you screaming right now at us because we haven't mentioned your favorite card. Write in. Tell us what we should add, cut, or otherwise consider in oh, a Bant Chantress deck with a Bant Chantress at the lead. Tuvasa. The sunlit. Oh, so glorious. You can write to us, listeners, at cast at commander at mtg.com or, of course, at commander at mtg on Twitter and Instagram. So follow us there and start talking to us about Bant Chantress or Bant Merfolk or Bant whatever because we have new Bant commanders. Ta da! Yay! <sighs> listeners, you rock. Thank you for hanging out with us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the show and let us know what you think of it. And once again, thank you to Wizards of the Coast for providing us with this wonderful preview card. Special thanks to our patrons who show their support by donating to us every week so that we can keep bringing you the best Commander content we can. Without your continued support, we could not do this without you because we are 100% listener-supported and we are deeply grateful for all of it. Uh, let's hear how listeners can reach us now. You can reach us by going to our website, commanderandmtg.com. Our email is cast at commanderandmtg.com. You can find us on all of the social medias by searching for Commander and MTG Podcast. This episode was edited by David Mitchell. Our theme song was created for the podcast by Nate Burgess. Our logo was created for the podcast by Mr. Picto with assistance from Kelly DeLuca. You can find more art from Mr. Picto by going to mrpicto.co.uk. Special thanks to tech whizzes Jesse Thompson and Graham Frank and to Justin for the server space. Commander and MTG Podcast is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy. It has not been approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Phil, why don't you do something you don't get to do very often? Take us out, my friend. Oh, all right. Commanderin. Not always accurate, but always enchanting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Can't wait to hear what decks you guys come up with. Thanks again to Wizards of the Coast.